Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life, so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel, and ladies, I have a question for you. Are you tired of feeling like you're the one putting in all the effort to make your relationships work? Then go to speakingofpartnership.com right now and click on the big red Tell Me More button and find out how you can get men to do their part. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I'm excited to bring you today's featured guests, Drs. Roy and Joy Martina. Joy and Roy, welcome to the show. Absolutely. Thank you. So, Drs. Joy and Roy Martina are an intuitive psychologist and a holistic medical doctor. They're trainers, they're strategic business coaches, and best-selling authors of over 60 books. This powerful couple has been teaching transformational workshops in Europe and China for many years, and they're excited to now be bringing their knowledge and experience to the United States. Now, what I love about them is that they're health food lovers. They, they're exercise maniacs. They, they actually are happiness addicts, and they never go to bed angry or stressed. They love working together because it fuses their gifts and talents so beautifully for the good of their clients. And for any one of you listening who's witnessed them working together, you have seen the beautiful dance of partnership that they embody. Joy and Roy, take a minute and fill in any blanks from that intro and and give us a glimpse into your personal life, if you would. Well, I think the first thing that comes to mind for me is that, you know, when we say we never go to bed stressed or angry, I want to put that in the context that that means that sometimes our nights are really long (laughs) because it sometimes takes a while to work everything out, but we really have noticed that it's it's worth that investment to really balance ourselves before we go into the night dress. Otherwise, we have all that stuff we don't deal with from one day coming into the next day. Roy, is there anything you wanted to add? Yeah, I think um, it's also very important to really start your day consciously. So to set your intention before you get out of bed, to really focus on how you're going to make this the best day of your life and then to really visualize your day happening and how you want to go to bed eventually. And then before you go to bed, you then evaluate your day and see where you can do better. I think that's the, the golden combination, how you start your day and how you end your day. That, that will definitely change your life right there. You know, it's so true. The more conscious we can be about our, our days and how we how we engage with them makes a huge, huge difference. And, you know, it actually leads into the place I like to start on this show, which is I'm wondering if either one of you or maybe both of you have kind of a guiding principle or, or a mantra that you apply in your partnership. And if you wouldn't mind sharing how our listeners can actually apply it to the partnerships in their life. Okay, I'll, I'll go first again, because the one that comes out for me that's been with me ever since I was a child is something that actually my um, grandparents taught me, and that I then found again with Confucius, saying, what you do not want done to yourself, do not to others. So basically, it's about treating others the way you would like to be treated yourself, and I found that being a guiding principle for me in all partnerships, in the way that I work, but also the way I relate with anybody because it helps me always reflect back onto would I want that myself? Would I like to be treated that way? So it inspires me to be my most 
kind version, my most compassionate version when I'm dealing with other people. And I found that very helpful. Yes, you know, what I would like to add from my own personal experience, I started with martial arts since the age of six, guided by the martial arts principles. And one of the things that I found that really helped me was a uh, saying of Nietzsche who said, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I'm a living proof of that. So I applied it to my life to really face all the challenges that come along and learn from them and grow from them. And that way, a challenge actually is a gift and makes you always stronger, a better person. I love that. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And the golden rule, do unto others as they would, as you'd have them do unto you. I can't think of two stronger ways to, to guide your life. That's that's wonderful. I want to ask you something because one of the things that our listeners love about this show is the stories that our guests share. So let's just dive in now. What, I, what I'd like you to do, if you would take us to a time in your life when maybe you kind of tripped up in your partnership. You know, tell us the story. What were you doing? How did you trip up? What you tripped on? And then, then we can expand on what you learned and how it helped both of you move forward. Yeah, I would like to start here um, and go back to a business relationship, a partnership I had. I had a really, really good friend. He was like a mentor to me. But at the same time, I'm noticing that he has a kind of a shark mentality in business and, you know, really taking advantage of people. And I kind of look at that, but, you know, it was his way and so on. Until the day came that I needed his advice and about my own business, and he kind of made a contract, and I, I trusted him said a hundred percent that I didn't really scan the contract. I just thought, you know, this is you know friends making deals with each other, and so on. I signed the contract and literally signed my business away. And the big lesson here was that friendship and business are two separate types of partnership that once you shift from one to the other, you should no longer see this as a friendship, but you really need to follow the business rules. You need to do your diligence and all that kind of stuff. So for me, the big lesson is not to separate friendship from business, but to see them as two different categories and to treat them as different categories. One is business rules and the other is friendship rules. And for me, that made a big difference in my life. And similar things apply to my family where you know, doing business with family, you also mix things up. And once you, you get crossover on this, the lines are not clear anymore. And you do get in trouble and friendships go sour or, you know, you lose, you know, not, you can lose your family, but you can get a lot of conflicts with them. So I tripped up here many times over and over. This is now for me a very important guiding principle in my life to separate friendship, family and business from each other. Yeah, and, and I think my uh, my trip up, which I have numerous of, also go along that line. If I look back on my life of those moments when I tripped up in partnerships most was when I was not able to be clear enough in what is serving me. So I would often make the mistake of, um, for instance, hiring people out of sympathy, hiring them for their likability, but not taking enough diligence and seeing do they actually have the skills and the talents and the expertise that I need for that position that I'm hiring for. So I, for instance, hired a PA who was a delightful person, but totally unsuited for the task. And 
to be honest, if I look back now, I should have seen that right from the start. But I allowed, you know, that compassionate, more, more charitable part of myself to be the guiding force rather than asking myself the question, does this person really serve our mission? Does this person really serve what I need out of this um, partnership? Does he really serve that? And if I had been more honest in that moment and taken that time to really reflect on that question, I would have saved myself a lot of money and a lot of very painful experiences. So what I've learned now is to really, um, when I'm hiring someone, for instance, or thinking about collaborating with someone, to really take that time to go within and ask myself those very brutally honest questions. Say, okay, is this really serving the greater purpose? Is this really serving what I want out of this? And then only to go along if all of me says yes to that. Such great nuggets of wisdom. I, I It's so funny, the two things that you mentioned, you just reminded me, the first time I ever had a management position, I thought, oh, this is great, I can hire some friends that really need some work, and I did, unrealizing that their intention was, cool, my friend's the manager, I don't really have to work. <laughs> yeah. I think my funniest uh, dumb moment was when I ended up cleaning or helping my PA clean his car. That was the moment when I should have realized something is off here. PA <laughs> <laughs> that is running around in the car that was literally like a rubbish dump uh, should was not, yes, yeah, did not have the talent that I would have needed. <laughs> so yes, I think we've all made this mistake. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know, you also touched on on such a point that such a good reminder is the fact that even though we recognize that, you know, now it doesn't mean we only made it the mistake once. Oh no! Yes, you're right. Just <laughs> a painful realization. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's part of the the process. It's part of being human. But then you get a little bit more perspective, and you start to go, "Oh, wait a minute! This looks just like the last time. I, I, what do I want to be different?" Maybe there's a lesson here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit here. And what I'd like you to do is is tell a story of when you had that dumb moment, when you when you were in a partnership and all of a sudden something showed up and you're like, wow, how did I miss this? I can't believe I've been such a knucklehead. <laughs> really? Do we have to tell that one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd love it if you did. <laughs> okay. Okay. I would love to share a story um, with my youngest son who was living with us for, for a while where we were doing everything to help him out, you know, to, to, be, you know, to really learn about business and, and all of that stuff. And we were really making it so easy for him. And we were not really paying attention to the signs he was giving us. Like, you know, he did not show up on time. He was you know, didn't finish his task on time, and, and so on, and so on. Well, didn't keep to any agreement. And didn't keep to any agreement. And we keep, like, it, we were like enablers. We were blind. We were totally blind. And, you know, yes, and, and also justifying what we're doing, and then, you know, just you know, believing you stuck, and we had sessions with him, coaching over and over and over. And at some point, it, it just, you know, we, we, re we reached the point where we said, okay, now it's enough we stopped here and then once he left everything changed the moment he was forced to do everything by himself with no support whatsoever 
within a week, he came up with completely new stuff. I mean, for himself. And that was the real the moment that we really saw that by enabling someone and, you know, sticking in their story, their beliefs, we're really not helping. And that was a really shock for me and for you as well. Yeah, and I think it, what was, so what made us wake up so much was to see that even if we meant so well, so even in those moments when you mean well and you're doing it out of the, the highest intention, doesn't always mean that that is the best thing to do in that moment and that it doesn't always serve that person. So I had that often also in, especially in relationship with my children, that as a mom, and I think that goes back to your story as well, Roy, is that we, we want to help. There's nothing worse than the parents to see your children suffering, at least not for me. But sometimes it needs, um, as a parent, that power to be able to step back and make, let the children make their own experiences and have their own, um, make their own mistakes rather than wanting to be like the buffer and the protector and wanting them, you know, to, to create this easy path for them because out of all that wanting them to succeed, wanting them to be able to have this gloriously graceful life, we're often taking away vital learning lessons from them. So that was, for me, a big uh, learning and turning point, not only cleaning the crowd in IPA, that was my first choice, <laughs> but the second one is also all those moments when I realized, wow, you shouldn't always just go jump in and, and rescue, jump in and do for others, but always also check in. Is this really also serving the other person if I do everything for them? Um, so, yeah, I think that's very similar to the experience that we've had there, yeah. That is great because it's funny what you just described is something that, that I often call preemptive healing where we think the other person can't <laughs> handle it or they need some help and so we just do it for them. And then the reality is we're, we're really not giving them the chance to do it themselves or we think they can't handle the end result of us making doing an action and so we, we don't do it. And then we're like, I had a friend of mine, a client of mine that actually told me, she said, her whole life, she wanted to cut her hair, but she had long, beautiful hair, and her mom loved her long hair, and she just didn't think her mom could handle her cutting her hair. And then one day, she did it, and she went home, and her mom went, oh my gosh, that's gorgeous, and she couldn't believe it, because she'd planned her whole weekend around, this is going to be a disaster, she's going to go nuts at the fact that I cut my hair, when the reality was, she was keeping herself from the life she wanted to live, based on the idea that her mom couldn't handle her cutting her hair. It's so interesting how often we make assumptions about other people's opinions or where they're going to be on something concerning to us, only then to figure out that it's totally nonsense what goes in our head because they were totally okay with it. So it just shows us again and again that the only um, guidance we can follow is our own heart because if we start getting entangled in what we think someone else is expecting or wanting from us, it's just a, a simple road. Yeah, absolutely. And, and for those of you listening, if it sounds like we're having a little difficulty with the sound, it's, it's just some slight technical difficulty. We're actually interviewing the Martinez from uh, Bali, Indonesia. So they're on the other side of the planet uh, half a day ahead of us. <laughs> so um, we're, we're breaking all the that rules of physics here. you guys. It is. It's time travel. So everyone listening, you're listening into the future. Isn't that cool? <laughs> and don't ask them what the winning lottery numbers will be. I've tried that before. It doesn't work. No, I, we have to believe us. We haven't been able to figure that one out yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I tried that with a buddy of mine in Tokyo. He just, it never played out. 
Well, folks, I love what you've been sharing. I'd like to ask you to share another story, this one being about your proudest moment in partnership. So in other words, it can be work, romantic, family, wherever it lands for you. But what's a partnership moment that when you think about it, it just makes you smile? Okay, for me, um, it, it was actually the most difficult decision ever that I made was um, giving up a $10 million business, 30 uh, staff of 30 people for love. And the person I love is sitting now next beside me. <laughs> and I built up that business in seven years' time. And I realized that I could not have this kind of business I was having at the moment and a relationship and a young child because my, my business uh, was demanding so much of me. I was traveling you know, almost every week to another country, teaching, and so on. And it took me a while to real to realize that it was not compatible. Those those two types of partnership could not go together. And I thought I could never get off my business, but my heart said something different. So for me, that was the proudest achievement ever to give up. Uh, you know, one of the best business I ever had, being number one in Europe. And, and having workshops full of people and to start all over just because, uh, you know, there's a person in my life that I love so much that that demanded for me to make that decision. And I'm still very proud that I took that decision. Yeah, and, and for me, my proudest moment was actually quite recently the graduation of my oldest son, where it was possible to have after years of, of animosity and you know a lot of tension and conflict to have an entire patchwork family sit at the dinner table in peace and harmony so my ex-husband and uh, all the children and now with Roy and all our crazy patchwork family to be able to experience a special moment like the graduation of, of my son Jacob and to be at total peace with each other. That for me was a huge moment of pride because I had, you know, I'd never given up on that dream that it is possible that um, ex relationships and new relationships and, and that patchwork can work in with such ease and, and effortlessness and to create harmony among parties that at some point never thought they'd even be able to look at each other. Wow, that is great. You know, it's funny because I'm sure our listeners can hear this too. As each of you were sharing that, I could literally hear your smiles as you were talking about it. <laughs> yes, it's true. It just comes across how how potent and how valuable those experiences were for you. So thank you for sharing those. Now, I know we've been talking a lot about the past experiences in your partnership, so I want to bring this into into the present. And what I'd like to know is what's one thing about your partnership that's that's you know really exciting right now and again work romantic doesn't matter what level of, of partnership but what's really got you excited right now in the present time well for me it's definitely the relationships that we have together so Roy and my relationship because you know I honestly never thought that something like that would be possible I did not think that this relationship could be in a way that we can talk like best friends, we can play like children, we, we can argue like husbands and wife, and at the same time, we can also be so protective of each other like a brother and sister. So it's really, yeah, I'll just call it a holistic, great relationship that it never ceases to amaze me. And 
you know, being on this path together and being so intertwined, not only in our private lives, but also in business, you know, we're, we're virtually like Siamese twins. So we spend 24-7 with each other. And to have that and to, to feel such joy and excitement about every single day that we spend with each other really is, to me, a living miracle because I honestly did not think that was possible. Yeah, and what we would like to add to that is that I had this career where I think for almost 30 years I considered myself to be like a lone wolf, you know, just going around doing my thing and being totally happy about it. I never imagined it was possible to do something together, to be together with someone on, on a stage, to live with your best friend, to, you know, she's my coach, my, my trainer, my friend, everything to find it in a person. And, and the most important thing is to have that commitment towards each other and I think that's what it's supposed to be, to really support each other. We both are coaches and we, we coach each other whenever we are stuck some, in some way, either between ourselves or with other parts of our lives. We work together, we talk about it and until it's solved. And it, it's amazing to see how that accelerates your growth and how that creates a peace inside to know that's possible. And, and for me, it's the best thing that ever happened. Well, I just got to tell you, <laughs> I've seen you guys together. Now hearing you say this, uh, my partner, Anna, we work together. We sit right next to each other all day long, and we certainly coach each other. And it is an amazing experience. I, I never really thought mm -hmm. that was viable. I always thought you'd just be, you know, on top of each other and at at wits end with each other but it's it's amazing when you can be in that partnership where you give each other the space that you need and you can say not right now i can't talk to you or i'm busy or whatever without that ruffling feathers i find that to be a tremendous mm -hmm. tremendous gift yes it's i feel if, if we sum up what you've just said and what we've just said it's it's not giving up on that ideal of having a partnership where you can truly be your authentic self. And I think if that would be something that I'd, I'd love just even one listener to embrace and maybe doesn't believe in that now, you know, don't give up on that dream because it is possible. Yeah, thank you, Joy. That's that's so true. And, and I know that's that's in the minds and hearts of a lot of our listeners. So thank you for that encouragement. Well, folks, we've arrived at the bring it all home portion of the show, and this is where we actually step away from the stories. And now we provide simple, concrete guidance for our listeners so, well, they can improve their partnerships right away. And what I'd like to start with is from each of you, if you wouldn't mind sharing, what's the best partnership or relationship advice that you've ever received? Okay, so I'll stop because that was such an eye-opener for me. That was that everything and I really mean everything that irritates us in another, is there to help us understand and heal something about ourselves. I feel this is a really big one, at least it was for me, because it takes us out of that mode of projection, so, you know, blaming the other for being just annoying or whatever, and see, okay, how, what is this action, this, this word or this behavior showing me about myself? The moment I realized that, I was able to really heal so much of... Uh, old stuff inside of myself and at the same time create far more peace and also transparency and authenticity in, in any relationship. So I really take that to heart and practice that every single day 
that anything, if I notice something's triggering me on the outside by another person, I always ask myself, okay, so what is this showing me about myself? Yes, what I, I experience as a medical doctor is to be uh, the bed bed of a person. And then that before they departed, that they say, Roy, or after then, Dr. Roy, live each day as if it's your last day. And that really made an impact on me. And, and really, since then, I've been applying it as much as I can. And that's also where we got that, the point, never go to bed angry and also start your day with an intention and always evaluate your day. Take the time to really invest in yourself, to really use your mind as a kind of focusing point before you begin today and before you go to bed. And that really will change everything. Thank you. Those are great. And, and you know, I, I want to bring the attention of our listeners to the fact that both of these could very easily be dismissed as, oh, those are just cliches. But I want to draw your attention to the fact that the reason something's a cliche is because it's true. And it's true often. <laughs> That's what makes something a cliche. So both these pieces of advice, you may have heard them before, but that's because they're so incredibly true. So I want you to keep that in mind when you hear this and when you take this in and digest it. Folks, I, I want to ask you about maybe a book or a resource that you would recommend for our listeners. And, and why do you feel like this is a, a good resource for the folks listening? And I know you have lots of books, so maybe it's one of yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine is not necessarily a book, but it's a, a, a product we've created, which I feel very proud of because it's actually seen the amazing changes in our own family, but also in the family, in the client's um, family that we have. And that is that we have created a series of, uh, we call them our inner circle meditations. So these are short meditations that we created uh, in our own family. So they're live recorded and that's how we meditate with our own family. And, you know, when we say that, it's our five-year-old daughter up until our 25-year-old son. Everybody's there spending these precious moments with each other, just 15 or 20 minutes to really focus on what we want in life, what our heart's desires really are and how to allow peace to come into our mind to be able to hold the space for more of the good to come into our lives. So it's our inner circle meditations, which are really true family meditations that I would uh, like to draw uh, the listeners' attention to. Yeah, and what I would like to add to that is that Joy once recommended a book to me called The Diamond Cutter. Mm. And it was, it's a really nice book. What, what's the name? Uh, the author is Michael Geishe Roach, The Diamond Cutter. And, but it was so complicated that we decided to write a summary for ourselves. And so we have this little book that's called Karmic Management. What's it now? What's it's it? called The Little Book of Karma. The Little Book of Karma. And it's, it's about partnerships. It is how to really create positive karma in all of your relationships and partnerships and it's a really easy to read little booklet and it's a really good also add on to the inner circle meditation. Yeah and I think what I'd like to add about the little book of karma is that our um, aim for this little booklet was to make these karmic principles that often sound so you know maybe woo woo or they sound complicated very practical so we give very practical examples of how you can apply these spiritual laws the universal law of karma 
in your everyday life. And the fascinating part of it is that once we apply these simple rules also to our businesses, to our partnerships, to any relationship, we find that we create real shifts in our reality and just get more of what we actually want in life. And it's available on Amazon.com as well. It is. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Well, let me just ask you, would you mind sharing with our listeners how they can contact you or learn more about what you do? What's the best way for them to get in touch? I think the best way would be to go to our website, that's joyandroy.com, um, and there you'll find a wealth of resources. Uh, also on Facebook, Joy and Roy, we're a thriving community there. We, we love interacting with our, our fans and friends from worldwide, so do, do stay in touch with us because there's so much we have to give and, and we love sharing everything that works for us so that it can you know, spread and we can create more of this positive energy around the globe. I love it. Well, is there any parting advice you'd like to share with our listeners and maybe even an example of how they can put this into action right away? Um, I would say that uh, most of the times over time we get heavy or stuck in routine. So we really need to pay attention to that. I, I like the saying, stay frosty. So stay playful. Do unexpected things. Don't get stuck in routines. Be sure that every day there's fun, laughter. Be alive, and most importantly, be grateful for all the things in your life that are good and that are working out, but even for your challenges that make you grow. Yeah, and, and what I'd like to add, what was uh, been a huge lesson for me was is really this part of forgiving and letting go. I feel very often we hold on to past pain and, and painful memories just for because we don't know how to let go of them. But anything that happened to us in the past is never worth holding on to because we're literally allowing the past to destroy our present just because of something that happened yesterday. And once we create that habit for ourselves to not no longer dwell on past experiences, but to, to take them, to see what they are, to say, okay, what's the lesson that I learned from that? And then to really be able to just let go and move on and focus on what we actually want in life. That already changes so much. So when Roy was saying, take that moment of gratitude, it, it, that can be as simple as every morning when we wake up is to, before we get out of bed, just think of five things that we're grateful for. And at the end of the day, to do the same again. Gratitude and worry is not compatible. So whenever we find ourselves getting anxious or worried about something in our lives, the best remedy against that is to find five things that we're grateful for. And that will immediately shift our energy towards a more positive vibration. Wonderful. Well, Joy and Roy, you have... Clearly, so much to share. Your stories, your insights have been incredibly uh, inspirational. I've been reminded of so many things. I've learned new things just talking to you in the last few minutes. I know our listeners have. I just want to thank you for being on our show today. It's been a gracious pleasure. (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday, so make sure you don't miss a single show. Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else, either in person or on the web. Have a great day, and remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward.
Peace.